Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret and welcome once again to my show, Journey into an Unknown World. I always try to take some new aspect, give a different slant on issues that everyone is worrying about. So today, I thought I'd like to talk about the three M's. Motivation, manipulation, and management. Everyone that I know at some time seems to say, I have a problem getting myself out of my chair, out there in the world, doing something I really want to do. A lot of other people think, well, I can't do what I want to do because there's someone in my life who's controlling me, manipulating me in the direction that they want me to go. So I put myself on hold. I don't let myself do what I want to do. Then there are other people who just love to manage. They love to organize other people and help those people to get out there, get somewhere, do something. And the little stars in the background who never quite get appreciated. So I wanted to talk about why we get like this. You know, it's very easy to rationalize, explain and excuse to oneself that we have reason, very good reasons for not doing something. But at the same time, there's this deep part of self that's saying, come on, have a try. Try and motivate yourself to get up out of that chair. Manage all your affairs in such a way that you can do what you want to do. And if necessary, manipulate your mind and your emotions to be a sort of stimulant, if you like, to your physical body to get out there and be seen, be heard, be, more importantly, listened to, and to be understood. So what I'm really talking about is the other side of self. The part of self that says, no way, I can't do this, I'm never going to be a movie star or a great musician or even the bank attendant who wants to be in a secure job because all I can do is clean the floors and stay at home. So what am I really talking about? I'm talking about the rejection syndrome. Now, I have written a book called The Rejection Syndrome, and in that book I explain the psychological ways that we think, how we get in our own mode of power, a power that can be really destructive and prevent us from doing something. You know, when we say, I can't do something, there's always this strong belief, this strong energy, this motivation to believe that what we say in our mind is actually the truth. And then we talk and talk and generate energy and we show ourselves to the world that we really mean what we say, that we cannot do whatever we want to do. Okay, gets us plenty of tension. People stop and say, ah, oh, there, never mind. But it doesn't really help. But you know what? You have to stop and say, that is a form of power. That is a form of power that I'm using. 
and I'm using it against myself. I'm telling myself that my thoughts are saying that I cannot do what I feel I want to do. And so we allow the mind to manipulate the emotions. Let's take a big deep breath for a minute and think about the rejection syndrome on its own. Just the words. A syndrome. A way of being. Rejecting ourselves throughout our entire lives. I know most of us are taught to not brag and not be egotistical. You know, play it low-key. Just say, well, it's something I do. It's not really important. Um, you know, I, I'm really, really not very good. When inside, there's a part of us saying, but you are. You are much more than this, and you can do much more. I've been watching American Idol today, and I am so enamored of the talent, the brave way these people come along, work really hard to demonstrate their skills and talents, even in the face of real rejection, when someone is critiquing them, they stand there, take it, see it as advice, and then move on to do more, to meet the challenge. So what is it? that makes us meet that challenge. Well, deep inside us is a coding, a coding that comes from our mothers, our fathers, our ancestors. It even comes from people that we don't see all the time around us, like spirit guides. Have you ever stopped to say, well, I'm sure I have a guardian angel. I have someone motivating me, protecting me pushing me on. Somehow there's someone who seems to manage my life because as I'm at my lowest point and I'm feeling very rejected, along comes a messenger out of the blue. Someone who just seems to say and do the right things for me physically and it seems like a gift from God. Well, it is, but in another sense, you're being managed by your spirit guides. They're giving you insight and inspiration for the next step. I know about that because I've had many, many experiences of being told at some time in my life, hey, you're not good enough, especially as a metaphysician, a psychic, a healer, in times when nobody believed in it. I was told I was weird, I was strange, I was certainly not part of the normal society. But just at that moment when I got as low as I could possibly get, along came someone, something, some situation. Here's a little story. I went to a church for a service to just check out what spiritualist churches were like when I was 23. And there was someone giving messages about we need new young blood in the church. Here am I, new young blood. So after the service, I went up and said, here am I, I'm a psychic, I can give help. Would you let me join? And they looked at me and said, you're too young. Well, I was looking at people my age now. I'm 68. And they were saying, I'm too young. Why? I had all the gifts. I had all the talents. Why were they telling me I couldn't do it? 
I felt so rejected. But that little something inside me said, don't give up. And sure enough, into my life came a man who was happily married with two wonderful twins who had through that birth opened up to the awareness of psychic senses and wanted to have a circle, a circle to focus on spiritual connection. He was already well known in the system as a medium and he saw my abilities and he opened the door for me and as a result I went through into that Spiritualist Association of Great Britain, one of the biggest organizations at that time, and became a medium, the youngest medium in the country. Wow! I had a sign that I could do anything. Well, of course, it wasn't long before there were other people who were in competition, people who were probably in some ways better than me, but I wasn't aware of that then because all I wanted to do was follow my dream. And my dream was to help people. And here I am on this radio show doing just that. But I had to go through the rejection syndrome. And it was hard, and there were many things that I went through. But one of the most interesting things I learned was how the mind manipulates the emotions. So in that book, if you're interested, you might like to read it. There are lots of stories in there too, and they are stories, not case histories. And so you can get an idea about how the mind controls the emotions. Well, while I was going through all this, my spirit guides were talking to me in my head. No, I wasn't going insane. I really can do that. And so what happened was they said to me, okay, you've had a black dark day. You've had a black dark hole in your life. You've tasted rejection. Now let's teach people. So that was my next step. So I learned that I had to know how to get my confidence up. I had to be able to go out there and talk in front of large audiences. Yes, the most I've talked to is a thousand at one time. Quite an event. Not just on my own, there were lots of us talking. But it was a very important day because I realized that I had allowed myself to integrate with people who were organizing events. I was managed and I was told where to stand and when to perform and what to do. My intuitive self said follow through while my everyday self was rationalizing well why should I stand here and not there and why should I not be this instead of that but of course I was learning. I was learning that the oneness, my oneness consciousness, in other words what I'd learned up to that time was working and that if I actually surrendered to my heart, to my emotions and to my dream I could actually do very well. So on that day, while everyone else was saying things, I was busy saying, why am I here? What am I supposed to do? And when it came for my turn to speak, I couldn't help myself. Out poured all the information I wanted to share. And after the event, more things happened. And I was amazed. Wow, I'm finally being accepted. But you know, what is acceptance? It's only a level of awareness that, hey, I've achieved a certain part of my goal, and now what's next? 
So I had to sit down and motivate myself to think about something else to do. Well, through the years, I've re-established the idea of who I am many, many times. I've often had to sit down and re-motivate myself, if that's a word. So what do you do? Do you give up and just forget what you've been doing and say, hey, my dream will never happen? Do you have this little heart thing gnawing away at you that says, I haven't done it yet. I really want to do it, but, but, okay. Well, I'm here to tell you that you need to motivate yourself. How can you motivate yourself? How can you actually get yourself up out of that seat and follow your dream? Well, the first thing is that you have to realize that you're thinking the way you were taught to think. You're believing the things you were taught to believe. Things like being in school and the teachers saying you didn't write the letters in the right way. Or, hey, you only got a C because you got four sums wrong. Or, why are you standing up in front of the class reading like an idiot, stuttering away, shaking from head to foot, when you know you should read a lot better than you do? All those kinds of ideas affect us when we're children. We feel like we're being judged. And of course, at that point, we think we're being manipulated. Hey, kids, stand in line. Hey, who's got the first dinner ticket? And who's going to sit here in this class? And then, of course, there's the bullies. The kids in school who come and tell you, hey, you don't fit in with our group. You're not like us. You're different. And they victimize you. Well, do you want to still be a victim? Do you still want to tell yourself all the things that all those other kids told you years ago? Or all those teachers that commented on who you were and what you did? Have you really believed them and taken those on as your own thoughts? Have you stopped to realize how those people have influenced you, manipulated you throughout your life, even though they are not present there anymore? Well, of course, they've moved on. They've probably even forgotten that you were with them. But you have taken their ideas, you've taken their words, you've taken their beliefs, you've integrated them with your own, and you've convinced yourself that you cannot manage your own affairs, that you cannot find a structure in which to work in. Out there in the world, there's always someone who's bossy. I was with someone the other day who was only telling me that they thought how I should be and what I should do about something. And I looked at them and I stood still and I weighed up the situation and I just said, thank you for your advice and immediately ignored it. Well, you can do that. But more importantly, you can do it to yourself. Listening to your own thoughts is important. Catching yourself, telling yourself that you don't have motivation is an important moment. Because right then, you can tell yourself in a very convincing way, that is history. The way I used to think 
is history. I don't need to think like that anymore. I'm not in school anymore. I'm not a kid answering to my parents anymore. I'm me, an adult. And you can also listen to your mind making all those excuses, rationalizations, justifications, and on and on about how you cannot, and so on, and realize, hey, my mind is manipulating me away from my goal. It's manipulating me into a dark hole I don't want to be in. It could even take me into depression. So why am I doing this to myself? Why am I allowing my mind to manipulate me away from my real self. So, what do we want to do now? We want to manage yourself in a new way. We want to get out there and find something positive. But hey, wait. Your mind is used to managing your affairs. Your mind is used to telling you that if you do this here, then maybe you will give yourself a reward over there. And that when you do something, if you do it in a certain way, following certain habits, you might feel comfortable and you might feel safe. But you're not really going anywhere, are you? So let's talk about the positive side. Let's get out of rejection. Let's get away from the rejection syndrome. How are we going to do it? Well, the first thing is, we have to be open and receptive to listening to people out there in the world. We need to not listen to the content of their sentences and their rationalized reasons and so on. What we need to do is hear the tones, the resonations. A good example would be to listen to a foreign language tune in to some French or Italian or some language you don't speak on the TV, rent a movie, and just watch the faces and watch the body language and hear the tones. You don't have to know what they're saying because you can already see it, you can feel it, you can hear it. And when you do that, you can start to think about how do I sound? when I'm talking? How do I feel when I generate my energy and demonstrate my point of view? And how do I look? Well, you might want to look in a mirror. Watch yourself when you're angry. Watch yourself when you're crying. Watch yourself when you're laughing. That sounds vain? Well, it's not really. I used to look in my mirrors all over my house. People thought I was vain. But what I was really trying to do was to see what they saw in me. So you might like to try that exercise. Put up a mirror, carry one around. I knew someone who actually used to take her cell phone, this is one of my students in Japan, and take a picture of herself every time she felt miserable or happy. And she printed them up and kept them around her desk. And it reminded her about what her face looked like. And she is now a teacher over there. So we learn by observation from other people. And we can hear and see and be motivated by people who are successful. Because their tone, the way they speak, the color of their voice, the emphasis on their words 
impresses us. We feel it in our hearts and we automatically feel attracted to them. We want to be with them. We want to learn from them. And at that moment, we start to lift our spirits. We start to feel, hey, I'm coming out of rejection into acceptance. Then the 3Ms start to work for us because we start to motivate ourselves to copy those people. But we don't want to copy them, not really. What we want to do is to establish our own independence, our own style. You know, coming back to American Idol, all those people who see on that show have their own style. There's something unique that we're all looking for. So when we start motivating ourselves, we have to think about what we want to do. Now, if you have a problem and you'd like to connect with me, please write to me at drmargaretrvc at gmail.com or go to my website, www.sumariscenter.com. That's, I'll spell it for you, www.sumariscenter.com or my email, D-R-M-A-R-G-R-E-T-R-V-C at gmail. I'm sure you know how to spell that, dot com. So there are a lot of people out there who are in rejection of themselves. They don't see their personality emanating out to the world. So by watching someone else, you can see their personality and you can see their motivation and drive. You can hear the energy, feel the energy. So you have a model. And so motivation kicks in in a positive way to start the ball rolling. Now the next step, you've got to be clever because you've got to use your emotions to override your mind and say, I can do it. And then write down step by step what you can do. Now, that might sound strange, but let's have a little list here. For example, I can tie shoelaces. I can feed myself. I know how to do my bathroom duties. I also know how to add up, subtract. I know how to write my alphabet. You know, those things were learned a long time ago, but they are important. They have given me the foundation stone to say, I can do anything because I've done it. And what more can I do? So management is about seeing what you've done in the past, bringing them up. So if you make a list, write it on some paper in front of you, then you're going to see it and you're going to say, gosh, I've learned a lot. Now, of course, when you become an adult, you may have gone to college, university, you may have a career, you might be something super like a lawyer. I say super because I always think, how can anyone remember all those laws, rules and regulations? But whatever you do, whether it's a highly supremely, and I underline supremely clever thing, it still comes down to what you feel. How do you feel about your work and your life? 
How do you feel about what you're doing? Are you in a job you don't like? Then, okay, maybe it's time to manage your affairs. Go deep inside you and say to yourself, how do I want to manage myself into a new position? I'm looking at this list that I've made of all my skills and talents. I've learned all these things so I can tell myself right now that I can learn something else. Adaptability. That's the word right now this year. Adaptability. You have to say to your mind, that was then, I'm now going to adapt the skills and talents that I have and I'm going to use them in a productive way but differently. So for example, if you're a secretary in a boring plumbing job, why don't you become a secretary in a chiropractic office? It's a new mood. It's a new environment and it's a new technology. You have to learn a new program for being a secretary in your computer or a new skill, a new profession, whatever it is. You know by your history that you can learn something. Now, I spoke about spirit guides. In the oneness, before we're ever born, we choose those spirit guides, they're our friends. And their purpose is to support us through our life. So you need to think about developing your psychic skills. Any psychic skills that you have are intuitive, instinctive, and they will push you, if you allow them to, they will manipulate you, in other words, into your dream by allowing you to focus on that dream and feel it, to really, really feel it and trust yourself that your dreams can come true. Over the years, I've been doing lots of counseling and reading for different people. If you'd like me to help you and you'd like me to do a reading for you, then all you have to do is write to me, Dr. Margaret, rvc at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to connect with you and tell you what you need and then do it for you at a reasonable price. Now, let's go back to the rejection syndrome. I want to say here that it is an important state to be in. Without it, we wouldn't learn, we wouldn't grow. If everything is, hey, wonderful paradise, we would sit and just be and think, wow, and wow, and oh dear, boring. And before we know where we are, we would be saying, I hate my life, even if we had all the money in the world. We've actually seen people like that, haven't we? They turn to influences that are not good, such as drugs or alcohol or depression or something. So your life is not about the material things. It's about you, the inner you, the spiritual you. And those spirit guides are there to support you and help you. So the first thing you need to do is to understand that your spirit self has the power. Not your mind, it doesn't have the power. Your spirit self has the power to manipulate you to follow your dream. So by meditating, relaxing, by allowing yourself to have spiritual direction from your spirit guides who will tell you what's the best things for you to do 
which is the sort of thing I do in a reading. No guesswork. I talk to you just like I'm talking now, and you get all the advice you need. And then, the steps. The steps to take. The process of making a movement forward is always about trial and effort. That's how it was in the past. But now you're older. You're not a kid having someone tell you, get in line, stand still, don't jump up and down for joy, don't scream at the top of your voice because you're killing me with your my hearing or something. You're now an adult and you can laugh and you can be raucous if you want to and you can be quiet or you can do whatever you want, but you need to think about managing your life. That means organizing yourself. Thinking about how you can get things done. Now, if you have something you'd like to add to what I've been saying, say something about the show, because I love feedback, then you might want to write to me at Dr. Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Coops dot gmail dot com. That's just for comments. I hear there's a lot of people listening to this show and a lot of people coming back to download the archive show. So I'm very grateful for all of you listening. But I want you to understand that as you do that, as you listen to me, and as I help you, you are helping me to make my dream come true. And so I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart because, yes, I'm emotional about it, because that makes me successful. That gives me more motivation. It gives me more ideas about what to do if you give me feedback. I need that manipulation. I need you to tell me what you want. And I need someone out there who likes to manage things. You know, I'm in Japan often and I have a wonderful team over there and I have gorgeous people who just love to do things with me and lots of students, but now it's like I'm ready to teach other places. If you're someone who would like to work with me, you'd like to get involved, or you'd like to tell me some topics on the show, or you'd like me to teach you somewhere, I'd love to hear from you. So remember that, Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Coops at gmail.com. It's on the page. There are lots of things that we can all do in our own different ways. No one is going to be an exact carbon copy of someone else because we all have a coding, a coding that we chose called a soul structure coding that is embellished and embedded within our personality and character. And so no matter what you do, whether you're negative in rejection syndrome or becoming positive and going out with adaptability to be more successful, it's working. It's working to help you turn your life around. So this is the year. This is the year for you to adapt, to change your ideas, move into your emotions, recreate who you are, get out there and do something really worthwhile for yourself. And the joy of it is knowing that as you fulfill yourself, you're going to fulfill everyone who comes into your life. That's joy. That's pleasure, that's delight. And you become a wonderful model for the young ones who are gonna watch you and admire you 
I want to grow up just like you. So, I've enjoyed talking to you, and I thank you once again for listening to my show. And I hope you'll go back and uh, listen to some of the other shows. See you soon.